All right, what up, what up, what up? This is Those Heathens Over There. And for all our constant listeners, we got a special, special guest. This man was once an original member of this group. This man has been hit by no other than the DeLorean from Back to the Future, has fallen off multiple roofs, has possibly been shot, and has been carried like a baby <laughs> to the hospital by some unknown stranger. With a hack cell phone, don't forget that. So who, well, yep, hack cell phone. <laughs> so I will present the one and only Better late than never. <laughs> T nice. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, been a while. Can't make no excuse. I ain't the best, but uh, happy to be back. Uh, we keep the party going. All right. And normal introduction. This is your boy, Demarcus Black. This is Miss Diana Dirtree. A pleasure to have you guys with us again. Thank you for joining us. Well, this is Victor Moan. Thanks for coming in. It's DB. Appreciate y'all spending some time with us. And we also got a uh, actual call in fan. We're going to call him SG, so good old SG, <laughs> our number one fan, is what we're going to call him today, goddammit. It's because I subscribe to y'all's OnlyFans. Hey, oh, what, what, listen, you telling too much information. Whoa, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, did we go public with that already? I, 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 I didn't think we did. Not, not yet. Hey, Somebody nope, let the cat. just go ahead and drop it. Not, not yet. Nope. Mm-hmm. I'm in August. I got this summer body that I got to put out there. <laughs> Charcoal. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll t- yeah, I'll take the dad bod because I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you a midget, so it ain't gonna be a dad bod. It's gonna be like a hobbit bod. <laughs> he said, he said, you get February. <laughs> <laughs> the shortest month because it's the shortest month. <laughs> yeah, a hobbit, a hobbit, a hobbit bod with COVID punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the with the cupid wings on, just looking all dumb. <laughs> yeah, looking like David the Gnome. Oh, you don't get no thirty-one day month. <laughs> so we but, put, we put like, that like we said, we don't like we said we don't have anything scheduled to talk about today. So it's gonna be one of those feel free Fridays. So we just gonna kick it off from the dome. So if uh, SG has anything to talk about, we'll talk about that. Or if anybody else has anything to talk about, throw it out there. We'll kick it around a little bit and see where it goes. Fuck it, I got something then. No, I was waiting for SG, but go ahead. Hey, he he snoozed, he lose. Snooze, you lose. Yeah, got him. Hit it. Hey, I'm walking around the house chasing these children. Oh. Hey, hey, man, you know what part of delegation I'm part of? Fuck them kids delegation. Yeah, exactly. Bruh, that's that's what I'm saying. I've been feeling you the last couple weeks. I want to say one thing. I was telling... I was telling DeMarcus this earlier last week that the thing where you made breakfast or whatever for your wife and she straight up slammed you, bro, felt you. Bruh, his soul was hurt. Dog. So a couple years ago, right, my wife was working and she was like, hey, make some chicken and dumplings. I was like, okay, cool. Give me a recipe. She was like, nah, nah, nah. Just Google it. You'll be fine. Damn, she didn't say please. She just said Google it. Yeah, you yep. about, that's already starting off tragic. I Googled it. So I Googled it. Made some chicken and dumplings. She came home during her break, took a sip, and goes, ew. 
she didn't even give you a fake like, mmm, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> I said, all right, that's straight. <laughs> least she said, ooh, though. I think DBE said his wife just said, take this shit out of here and go away. Like, she was just, she was just disrespectful. She was like, just leave. Well, you bringing me back to that dark place again, man. You know, it took me a little bit to get off of it. <laughs> Hey, I'll be honest. I don't, I only, uh, I really only do what I'm good at. Peanut butter jelly sandwich. If she say, "Hey, can you make dinner?" You gonna get one of three things. You gonna get grilled steak. You gonna get some ribs, or or like just something, something simple, some grilled chicken or something like that. You know what I mean? Like those are the go-to things. Boom. There you go. You can't go wrong with those. Hey, I didn't say you could go wrong. So essentially, you just telling her. So essentially, you just saying you always just it's always gonna be meat. It's gonna be me. Just nothing but I mean, me. I mean, that's 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 what the package comes with. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it'll be sweet potato and asparagus, you know. But that's okay. That's a healthy meal. That's a healthy meal. That's all right. I mean, I've gotten better. But yo, SG, to your point, man. You know, I, let me let me ask you something, man. Let me ask you. Something. How'd you feel after she said "ew"? And be honest. Bruh, I was mad as fuck. <laughs> you know what I told her? I said, good. I'm never cooking for you again. There we go. There we go, man. Hey, they they made their own bed at that point. And then all the pots you paid for, take them out. <laughs> <laughs> and for like almost a year, almost a year, I only cooked for the kids. But you got to ask yourself if the kids were just being nice to you, though, at that point. Because kids will eat whatever it is. They not go... <laughs> Ooh. Hey, whatever. They eating, though. That was it. Yeah. I got a question for DBE. Oh, what's up, man? What you got? So so here's my question. What'd you make again? I made breakfast, man. What was the breakfast? I made I made I made some eggs, some, you know, some sausage patties, some hash browns, toast. Damn, so you messed up the basics? Okay, so okay. So 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 you you made you made the basics that you can't go wrong. He went wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but... He still can't get that right. <laughs> but somehow he turned around. And so I think that he thought that his breakfast game was a lot stronger than what it really was. Yeah. I mean, everyone's palate is different, though. My man burnt the hard-boiled egg. You say that, but I feel like you could get overconfident with breakfast because it's it's so easy to make. They'd be like, oh, I just throw these eggs and throw these sausages in the microwave. Wait, did you just say the microwave? They gonna love this. I'm gonna kill them. I'm gonna kill a game. The microwave? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> with eggs and sausage? Did you just say the microwave? You just said, you hold on, hold on. Let's pause, let's pause. Let's rewind this real quick. The microwave? Somebody just said the microwave. Time, my man. Let me, you know what? You know what? Now, now, now that I'm thinking about it, hold on, hold on. Let me think about this. Let me, let me give y'all some information. I got some information for y'all. This, this is probably why I was a little more upset. So obviously it's breakfast. It's the morning. More than likely, it's been a while, but more than likely I took care of the yams the night before. So I'm making you some breakfast, right? And this is what you're going to hit me with? So after the yams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? How disrespectful is that, man? Mm. That ain't disrespectful at all. If you took care of the yams and she didn't get protein afterwards, then you, you oh, fucked up. So I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt your heart in this, but did it stem from the night before? Oh, damn. He, he, he tried to hurt your heart right there. <laughs> 
You know, it's whatever, man. Hey. I'm just asking, bro. You know, he said you didn't take care of yams and you brought some runny eggs. No, because come on now. Like, my man said the eggs were okay, but that sausage patty was not good. <laughs> it's because he, it's because he put it in the microwave. That's why. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. I, I can't like Diana can't speak on this, but like sometimes it just be some stuff off the whim. You be all quiet and then you get a text message the next day while you at work and they talk about what happened the night before. But you was at home for 12 hours. Wait a, wait a, wait a, wait a, wait a, wait a. That, I'm saying, I, I sense like this is uh, something that's happened to you. Because you are very, you are, you. Yeah. Yeah, you are very. De- Yo, it, it seemed very elaborate. It seemed very elaborate. It was very detailed. You are very descriptive. Yeah. He said 12 hours later. Hey, to DBE's defense, don't you got like nine kids? Uh, I got. Uh, 12, 12. I, well, yeah. Yeah, he does. Well, He's got twelve kids. Well, I got four. I got four with a stimmy. So anything outside of that, it don't count. So you, you done your thing once or twice. So hold on. So hold on. We we can't we can't do that. We can't equate knocking out of the park to having kids. Like you can literally just go in there, and you do a little bit, and just and then you can have kids. That don't mean you you killing the game. Wait up! You you do you do what? I'm sorry. Wait, where's that? Now? What the hell was that? <laughs> what, you, what you in there? What you, what you, what you, what? what, what, what Sound like you in the kitchen with a dish rag. <laughs> Can I get that one more time? One more time? No, no, I ain't doing that one more time. My man said, you go. <laughs> that sounds like some stuff you do after you get five weeds, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe it is, man. Between that and putting maybe sausage in the microwave, I can't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all laughing, but I taught her everything she knew about cooking. You did not tell me to put sausage in the microwave. Damn. <laughs> Somebody come look at this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Those sausages. But they fully cooked already. Yeah, but you, you don't put, put them in the microwave. No, 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 no. Yeah. You got to give them a little brown. Nah. They in the microwave, brother. They fully cooked. They in the microwave. I, you know, I used to look up to you for like food shit, man. And this is this is a little <laughs> sketchy now, bro. Yo, Ego dropping them hearts on microwave food. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Did you mic- hold did, up, yeah, hold, hold on. on. Did you microwave your dinner that you sent us a picture of and then put it in the skillet? Hell no. I killed the game on I'm that one. Saying, I'm just saying. You know, I didn't hot a bowl. He put it in a plate Y'all would have known. Sprinkle some damn on it. Vegetable on it. Make sure it's all shiny. That's what he's doing. Like a McDonald's commercial. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. When you set it up, you can't. it's not really edible. It just looks like it is. Hey. Hey, for real though. What Vic said though. Look, man. I've been in this game too long, all right? I don't need to be on this, I just got in a relationship type of you type of sex, all right? <laughs> oh, man. Wow. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, if I if I win, I win. Hey, it's a race to the end. And, and, and Well, what's your relationship? Jeez. Hey, whoever get there first. I'm going to blame T-Nice because this started off with us talking about breakfast. Oh, 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 oh. We started off talking about breakfast, and somehow we went from it wasn't the breakfast that was messed up, it's what you did the night before. It was the yams. No. Bro, it was a serious question. No. No. It was a serious question. Whatever. Yeah, fuck off. It was the yams. They were bad. He said, he said because because you didn't take care of the yams, 
That's why the food wasn't delicious. Nah, nah, I ain't say that. I ain't say that. Nah. <laughs> Stirring that pot and about to log off. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm gonna have to talk to her after this and be like, "Hey, be honest with me." Oh, don't do that. No, this, this is what you do. You go in there. You knock it out, and then you make breakfast the exact same way, the exact same meal, and give it back to her and see what she said. About to get him cussed out the exact same, yeah. Exactly. The same exact way you did the yams the night before, do that the same exact way, cook the same exact breakfast, and if you got the same outcome, you know what the problem is. No, cook the same breakfast. Don't do the, don't do the yams the same way. I'm not taking advice from someone who puts sausage in the microwave. Yeah, me either. Not at that point. Hey, all right, so do the yams a little bit extra. The fact, the fact of the matter is, y'all say that, but y'all already taken advice from me. Nah, I'm done with that. Whatever, whatever I can remember on what advice you gave, I'm dumping. Yeah, but now we second guessing. Now we second guessing everything. I was proud of knowing that you put sausage in the microwave. Anyway. So you had trouble with the with the cook game in the morning, and it upset you. So what'd you do about it? You talking to me? I'm talking to SG. He brought it up. He said that struck a nerve with him, you know? So that was dinner, and then I straight up went on a cooking strike for like a year. That ain't a strike. Damn, that's a long-ass time. I did not be happy. <laughs> He's like, it's been 365 days of this strike. You terminated the contract. That wasn't a strike. Like a year to the day, and you were like, you know, I'm going to cook again or what? It took a while because it'd be like, she would ask, she'd be like, hey, you want to cook dinner? I'm like, no. Nah. Damn. For the kids? Yeah, myself. But like, you, you're on your own. So I told you. She's going to hit you one day, be like, yo, can we get some chicken and dumpling? <laughs> and then I finally got over it. Here's my question real quick. If you had to have one meal ruined, what meal would you be okay with being ruined? Lunch. You'd be okay with being lunch, lunch. Yeah. 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 I'm good. No, lunch. I'm good. Nah, I can nah, eat breakfast nah, any meal. I, day I, can, I, can, I can do brunch. Yeah, but I can eat I can breakfast any meal. I like to, sometimes to I like having breakfast for dinner. Yep, brenner, bro. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Nah, it's the only only two meals you can't have for dinner or lunch and breakfast. I'm not sure what hell booty you get there, but all right. You cannot have lunch or breakfast for dinner. That's crazy. That's a fact. As SG said, I had Brenner. No, you can have eggs and sausage for dinner. You can have pancakes for dinner, but you can't have breakfast. Here we go. Here we go. This is, you know what? I see. He got real technical. He getting technical. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure what the hell you're talking about, but all right. Yeah. But look, man, I'm glad one person kind of understands what I went through and it took it to be, it took it to be a, a a guest. Yeah, well, because SG been on a strike for like a year. It took it took me to my soul, you know. Like I was down for a while. Like he was cut deep, <laughs> it's in the bone. <laughs> yeah, man. She know they know where to get you, man. Right, bro. It it sucked, but now now you know there's some meals that she doesn't even cook because I cook it better than her. So like, ooh. But then there's some other stuff that I can't touch. You hit her with the ditty. Take that. Take that. Take that. Bad boy. <laughs> So it's hurting a little bit now. So I, I feel like maybe we should move forward from this conversation. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it opened the door. Yeah, because you got a little quiet. You're starting to pr- pronunciate a few letters better now. So go ahead. Yeah, man. It bothered me. But I, I did have uh, something to offer to the group. I don't know. I guess uh, not really a super serious note. So one of the topics I think I mentioned in the that I wanted to discuss a while back and I just always kept forgetting was um, 
what is it like growing like making your kids grow up too quickly like what is your take on that and what i mean by that is like doing things and not letting your child or teenager be like act their age because it's it feels like you're accelerating their lives and if anyone needs an example, I can, an example. yeah so for example uh yeah okay so an example would be you're hanging out with you you're, you're hanging out with your friends or whatever they're over the house or whatever you, your kids could be around that that's not a problem but let's say you got a 14 or 15 year old I, and i'm saying this because i've seen it right where you know you you, you guys are having some drinks and you know you kind of offer that to your child mm-hmm. so thoughts on that that was an example that I, that I've seen. Oh, um, all right. Um, well, I, nah. So I don't think that's too much, bro. Like, because so I ain't gonna say I'm the best parent, right? But in my opinion, I would say there's a, there's some some things that you can do, right? Like my kids as teenagers, like yours, or having them do things under your supervision, because you know once they leave the house they're going to do or, or run into it when you're not around. So I would call it like prepping them, you know what I mean? Like to get them ready. Because you know, when they go to college or whatever, they do something, it's going to be the first thing that they see whenever they leave the house. So if they have a better understanding of it before they leave, I, I say that that's a good thing. But I ain't talking about like, yo, we're going to take these shots to crown and whoever throw up first lose. But you know what I mean? Just like, hey, sip that, get them on that level. So I guess I guess the the question more more relates to at where is the line, right? So where is it like I'm prepping you for life, vice I'm not letting you be your age. So for me, I would just say not to overdo it. It'll just be an introduction, nothing past okay. that. If that if that makes sense, you're like, yo, hey, I'm sipping this beer, or hey, like I'm going to the store, and it's like a two or three lane highway. You let them drive, right? It'll be an introduction to get them ready. So when it's their turn, they're ready for it and they can go take the next steps by themselves. What age do you think that is for that particular uh, example that I gave? For like a sip something? Yeah. Uh, probably, bro, for my honor, probably like 15, 16. Okay. Because you already know once they be turned a freshman or a sophomore, they go into house party. Right. Or they go on the prom and you know what's going to be there. Okay. I should probably be in jail then. Damn, he already gave it. He already gave it two year old. You know, I mean, you know, little ones like they teeth, and then you got you got to rub the whiskey or the bourbon. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's different. That, that, uh, that's different. Nah, 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 nah. No, 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 no. Hold on. No, no, no. This kid got this kid's hooked. Oh, so you went past teething? Like he's seven and still teething liquor? Like he's still teething no. liquor. <laughs> <laughs> No, man. No. So the, the baby's three, right? And this kid, whenever I have some bourbon in a cup, sticks his hand in and starts sucking on it. Yeah. You can't call it a baby no more at three, by the way. You can't call it a baby at three. Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, he is the baby compared out of the other three, but... I got you. Yeah. This kid, this kid knows. He knows my, my bourbon glass and sees it and sticks his hand in and starts sucking it repeatedly. Oh, yeah. He might need some help. Not just once. And he thinks it's funny. No. <laughs> and I'm like, oh well, I I messed up. Yeah, I know, I I messed up. I messed up. You know who I'm waiting? Whose answer I'm waiting on, right? Yeah, because he's he's sitting there digesting all the information that's going like he always does. Mm-hmm. Start off with a line, and then he's gonna start off with a line like, 
Well, let me let me tell you how what I think about this. No oh, man, I ain't got no kids. I ain't got nothing to weigh in on. He's talking about you. <laughs> That's what I said. I, I, I got. I'm listening to to all the things to do or not to do. You know what I mean? Like get the baby drunk so his teething issues don't go work. You know? Hey, hey, man, it works. They pass out. So, hey, you not wrong. So I'm gonna do this just like your son says. I have a key phrase, and I'm gonna say it. Yes. So I'm gonna go ahead. And I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> you called it out on the last episode. He sure did. I guess that's my key phrase. That is. So I'm gonna be honest with you. The shit that that was just said there <laughs> was something. All right. So, uh, uh, all right. I'll tell you right now. When I was 11, mm-hmm. my dad gave me a beer. It was disgusting. I never drank a beer after that again. Okay. Uh, but I will tell you that I think that you have to know. Know where your kids are mentally. Like, yeah, we, we we know that you know, fifteen is fifteen is sixteen is sixteen, but that's not necessarily where they sometimes right. are mentally, right? And that concept of slowly coaching uh, them into uh, what could be something that they may enjoy or partake in in the future doesn't necessarily mean that we have to like give in and let them you know actually consume, if that makes sense, right? When I sit down and talk to my son about alcohol, he sees his father drink. He sees his mom drink every once in a while. Um, and, and we tell him, you know, look, I'll be honest with you, like drinking. Some people enjoy drinking, but I tell you right now that it, can, it alters or can alter your personality and the things that you do. And at the end of the day, what you don't want to do is not being able to identify where your level is. So that's where I'm going when, when T nice said kind of introducing is to, I guess, establish that level of, Hey, look, this is what you can do before you go too far. But I think that's really, that can really only be established once they become 18 or 21 or old enough to drink, because then they're going to go out and and their parents should have already told them, Hey, look, alcohol, it can alter how you act and how you respond to things take it small strides. But I don't think it's like, like, like Tina, I said, I don't think it's like teenagers, like 15 and 16, we're going to be like handing them shots and doing this and that. Like maybe a sip of beer just as like, Hey, what do you think about this? Oh, you don't like it? Good. Don't drink again. Something to that effect. Right. But when my daughter sees me drink, she's like, Oh hell no. Uh, y'all, y'all are on drugs. She literally says, Y'all on drugs. I don't. I don't mess with drugs. That is my son. That's my little one. Yep, that's him. He's like, I can't believe you're doing the. Can't believe it. Yep. He's like, why are those people doing drugs? Yeah, y'all the devil. <laughs> Bro, I have seen someone celebrating their 16 year old's birthday. These motherfuckers went out to whatever strip in whatever town they from, and these motherfuckers was partying it up. That's that. I guess. I guess that's to that level. Is I guess like you, you're not letting your kid be a kid anymore. At, at 16, your kid kind of isn't a kid. Well, uh, yeah, but uh, to Demarcus's point, yeah, I got a 16 year old, but he might as well be five. So uh, mentally, yes. Numerically, mm-hmm. yes. 16. Mentally, he's still 
figuring his life out. So, but yo, and then also you don't want to cross that line too, right? Absolutely. I don't want you to be my friend. No, no. Like me introducing you something that you're going to run into as an adult. Like don't think because I'm letting you sit this or do this that we cool because I'll still punch you in your chest. Yeah. So we explain. Yeah. Bringing their friends to the house trying to punk you. Yeah, and they're bringing to the house like, oh yeah, my dad got beer. We drinking it all the time. Have a seat. Nah, bro, it don't work. Bro, like yo, T nice with a cup, sir. Yeah, yeah. Yo, he gonna say it just like that. He gonna put his hand on your shoulder. Hey, little man, yeah, he gonna see someone with your cup. That's what you gonna walk in on. Oh no! Didn't I just didn't I just tell the other motherfucker he couldn't have no drinks and shit? Oh yeah. cups and shit. Yeah, I mean, like so it's happening. Introduction and then a, a child thinking y'all cool. Yeah. So you guys gotta make sure that line is drawn and they understand. Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely make sure he's informed of what the what's out there. I'm not a drinker. I think my first uh, drink ever was as a child, and my parents told me like, "Oh, this gets rid of worms," and it gave me an old Milwaukee, and I haven't drank ever mm. since. So I have never had a I have never had an old Milwaukee. I, so I, I yeah, I don't know. Nah, it, ain't nobody I, drinking that. I'm, I'm I, don't, I don't know. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I mean, I may be dating myself, but yeah, so drinking is not for me or uh, my husband, neither one of us drink at that point, but we will make sure he's informed about it. And, you know, if it comes up where he's asking questions, yes, but I don't think I will be finding myself introducing any sort of taste, anything. Now, once he turns 18, you know, that's different. But as a 16 year old, those are some really young, impressionable mm-hmm. years. And I'd rather just keep it, you know, straight on the books as to, you know, what's the right and what's the wrong. And then at 18, whatever decisions you make, those are actually your decisions. But 16 to 17, I'm still stuck with whatever liability that you are. And in his mindset, he still got like 18 more years to grow up because he ain't even quite there. I think you made a great point, though, when you were talking about you got to know your child. And I think it also, I mean, not all cases, but. And in my case, particularly what I have in my house, I introduce my girls um, to to alcohol. Right. And it was through knowledge. And then eventually, um, you know, I had some like we had some wine one time, you know, like when my both my daughters are around like 17. And um, I think it's easier for me to kind of because I understood how they were Mm -hmm. and I knew that. I wouldn't come in the house one day and I'd see them like drinking straight out of the bottle type of thing. You know what I mean? And, but I think, and granted my son's only 14 right now, but I think, I don't know if I can actually do that with my son. Um, as of right now, at least. Right, right, right. And this is based off like how he does, like how he carries himself and what he does, uh, you know, on a regular basis and, you know, kind of knowing his thought processes to certain things. I think if I opened that door for him, you know, I'd walk in and my, for, for one, he'd be drinking my Henny White and I'd be like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? But I think I have to take a different approach for my yeah. son based off how I know. Him. Yeah, your interactions with him, like, you know, he'll go, you know, zero to 100. So to him, it's like, this is exciting, fun. My dad let me do it, X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. You know, no problem. So, yeah, every kid is definitely different. And I guess as long as you know your kid and you know mm-hmm. their limitations, okay. I think it's fine. So in addition to that, And to tie back to our last topic, we talked about um, hereditary diseases and issues, right? Yes. So let's say you have um, alcoholism or alcohol abuse or whatever you want to call it in your family. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Knowing that 
it will probably make you think or reconsider how to introduce certain topics to your children when you know that you may have an alcohol issue and your parents may have an alcohol issue. And that's a, a different way in which we would have to look at that. But again, it's, it's knowing your children, but also knowing um, your background and your, your genetics and things like that. And you are 100 percent right. I don't think I ever correlated the two. And maybe that is why I have apprehensions, because alcoholism definitely runs. I mean, when I start to think about as a kid, um, my dad would have a old Milwaukee or a Bud Light or a night train. I know a lot of these things because I used to go to BP, the, the gas station, and pick this stuff up. And I think I was maybe like 80. I thought you meant Black Planet. The BP is the thing, but it's called Black People, right? But it's a gas station. So it was about two miles from my house. So I'd walk down there and he'd give me a note to give to uh, the, the guy behind the cash register and I'd take it, you know, back to the house. And I'd be like, okay, well, I got practice today. You know, I'm, I'm going to go here. He'd be like, all right, well, I'll drive you. He'd have that can in that bag. And he'd scrunch the bag up and he'd have the container and he'd nonstop. Like, but he was functioning. So he didn't miss anything. He was always taking me to where I need to go. But I didn't realize that that was bad until he got really sick. And I think that also was another, I guess, a contributing factor as to why I don't drink because it alters your mental state. But it's hereditary. So I felt like, I guess at that point, if I did drink, you know, like I'm more susceptible to it. So that definitely does play a part in what I allow my son to be a part of or be exposed to just because of my upbringing. But I don't think I ever really took time out to say, you know, your drinking has caused me to be hesitant about those types of things. I don't really like being around people who drink. It makes me uneasy. You know, I'm always looking to see, you know, which way can I leave a situation early because it never ends well from my experience. People who drink, it always ends in some type of disaster, some type of fight or, you know, people, you know, who you care about, you know, parting ways. So yeah, I guess you got a point. Yeah. When you put it like that. So your knowledge of your kid and your past histories do play a part as to what you expose your kids to. Okay. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's your parenting style. It's, it's what, you know, it's what you want to introduce your kids to. So you know, who am I to say what? I just know what I'm going to do with, you know, with the people under my roof. I ain't going to lie. When I was younger and I was hanging out with some of my friends, like they would, they'd be going all up and through their, their parents stuff when their parents weren't home and doing crazy stuff like shoot, shooting their like BB guns and drinking their alcohol and, and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I was like, well, damn. <laughs> okay. I, we don't do none of that stuff in my house. Sorry. Can't help you. You know, I look back, man, and I remember when I was a little kid, or not even a kid, man, just growing up in general, and I'm like, I, I used to think I had, like, the worst type of, you know, scenario or worst parenting style, you know, because my parents were really, really conservative, and looking back, I'm like, well, shit, that shit wasn't even that bad at all. Like, it was actually pretty good. I actually, you know, used some of their, some of the things that they used on me uh, towards my kids to this day. So, T-Nice, here's my question. When we look back now, when we sit down and think, like, obviously when we were kids, we thought maybe or maybe not uh, our parents were too strict. But now that we're parents, do we look back and say, hey, my parents were way too strict or, well, hell, I'm too strict compared to what my parents were. Do we? Do y'all do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. So when I was a kid, man, when, like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I hated 100% the way my, well, cause my mom and dad got divorced, so my dad raised me. Man, at the time, I thought he was a butthead. Like, he was the biggest straight jackass, got on my nerves. Bro, I graduated high school, and like three days later, I was on a bus to, bus to uh, 
boot camp, and I ain't even tell tell them. I just bounced. Damn. Right. But then once I had, yeah, that's how bad it was, bro. I was like, yo, I'm ready. Pop smoke. I'm done with this. But when I started, when I had kids, right, and I have three boys of my own, like I understand some of the things that he did, and I honestly like text him and call him frequently, telling him like, yo, I handled it wrong, and now I understand what he did. Now he was a little, a little far and high to the right. He was like one of them old school parents, like, yo, I'm going to beat you before I leave for work because I know you're going to do something wrong. And he was right because I did something wrong three times worse than what he thought. But I still didn't like it. That makes sense. Vic, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I was actually just getting ready to ask T-Nice, like, from the psychological standpoint, do you think that you potentially misbehaved because of the way your father treated you? Yeah, so I would do some things on purpose, bro. Like, because I already knew, like, because for me, like, I don't need no sob story. I just thought, like, yo, my dad would just beat the shit out of me just because. So if I already knew I was going to get hit so or beat, I'm going to just do it anyway and just make it worse to make sure I get hit or something for a reason. Oh, my I God. Kept, so I just kept pushing the envelope. That is. Now, that's, just, now, that's just me. And then once I had that time to pop smoke, bro, I promise you, I left. I went. I swear to God, I went. I graduated high school, boot camp. MOS school in Oki. That was a realm of two to three years, and I ain't talked to him once. That's how serious I was. So, what about you, SG? So, my wife and I have these conversations all the time because we got a 14, 8, and a 3 year old, right? So, we, we come together on a lot of the things. It wasn't like that for a long time, but like, we're just like all parents, like, we don't know what we're doing, you know? We're just trying to make the, our kids not shitty people when they grow up you know what i mean like be respectful of others just good humans yeah exactly but like we we had a sit down conversation with our 14 year old one night we we're like yo we don't know what we're doing so like you're kind of the test bed and it's it's pretty remarkable that like it's a good day when you're still alive the next day so like don't don't get mad at us but like we're just doing the best and we're just trying to make it make it work and he thought we were joking see it's funny that you say that because me and my middle brother, we used to get we used to get our tail whooped. Like for doing stuff, I was like, man, why am I getting a beating for this? But I would get it beaten. And then um, you know, you don't do that thing again or you get away with it. You try to anyway. But um my youngest brother, he ain't never been whooped before. And uh every now and then, me and my brother, we still talk about it like that, man. He's still doing the same stuff, right? Oh, um, but he didn't get treated like like we did. And, and we brought it up to my our parents once. And uh, my mom was like, no, we raised y'all the same. And we were like, no, no, we all didn't. Like <laughs> the, the youngest one ain't never felt a belt, a spoon, a, a hanger, a electric cord, a, a fist, like none of it, you know. And it like really set her back. Like she didn't realize that like we remembered all those things and he didn't get those same the lessons weren't instilled in him the same way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yo, Vic, like, no lie. Like, I can be a, a living testament to that, bro. Because for me, right, when you said that about the youngest, it's like the evolution of a, or the learning process of a parent. Because with each child, you learn something different about parenting. Yeah. And, and, and keeping them in line. So by the time the baby is born, 
you pretty much got a perfect path. Like you was like, right. yo, I knocked the crap out of the first one. It was all right, then the middle one. But once you get that baby, you're like, oh, okay, I got exactly what to do. And it's always easier on the baby. Yeah. But the oldest always says they got it the worst. Yes, that's the truth. So that means two people in this group right now should have mastered it by baby seven or six. No, I'm no, no, ain't no seven and a P. Seven and a P. All right, got seven and a half. Seven and a P. Seven and a half. Count that seven. That seven of spades right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the queen of spades. He's, count, he's, he's, he's that, that queen. Of, it's yep. He's like, he's like, he's count that. This one's gonna be a doctor. I know it's gonna be a doctor. It's gonna be strong. All right, if that don't work, we'll have another one. I tell, I tell my kids, I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, man, I fucked up three. Hopefully, this fourth one might be it. Hey, so this is random, right? Um, but I kind of want to tie it into current events, how we're raised, how we, uh, display ourselves, how we act out in public and how we carry that into adulthood. Um, with everything going on right now, this whole George Floyd case that, uh, that officer, I wonder, I wonder where he was at in the family, you know, like, was he the first kid? Was he the second kid? Um, and why did he feel the need to sit on that man's neck for so long? You know what I mean? Like, like, was he trying to teach him a lesson or like, what, what was the, what was the background behind that thought process? What was the cycle of what was going through his head? Yeah. Here's my concern. Very interesting. Here's my my concern. It's going to take me to the concept of, uh, what is it? Nature versus nurture, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Because that man's not like a teenager or, or in his twenties. Right, right, right. And depending on how long he has done that job. And what he has seen and done and been able to get away with doing exactly and, and any kind of peer pressure that may exist. I don't necessarily I I don't necessarily believe that was. It happened from upbringing, per se, and I don't know his upbringing, maybe it was, but I, I, I think that maybe it was more of a. The, the the nature of, of what he does and what he's son. The, the environment. Nature, yeah, his, his environment. Yeah, but it's kind of like what you said before about what you get away with. You know, like when you're a kid, you get away with something, you think you can do it again. Uh, if that action isn't corrected, you don't necessarily learn like the repercussions for your actions. And I think that carried with him, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I can get away with this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I can get away with that. I'm going to do that. Right. So now this dude, he's facing uh, three charges. I believe it's a uh, second degree manslaughter. Uh, what is it? Uh, He's got like two second degree charges and one third degree charge, right? Um, with, I think the sentencing was like 40 years for one, 25 years for the other, and like 10 or 15 years for the third charge, right? But, you know, in most cases, like you, you get, um, your sentencing comes from, uh, that like there's two different ways you can get sentenced. And, um, one is like consecutive and the other is concurrent. So in consecutive sentencing, that means like you do, you get, if he gets 20 years for one, he has to serve those 20 years and then the next charge kicks in and he has to serve however many years. And then the third charge, he has to serve however many years. So let's say they maxed him out. He would have to serve like 75 years, right? If he got a uh, consecutive sentencing. But he's looking at concurrent sensing, uh, sensing, right? So if he does, um, 
when when he's serving one day in prison, that one day counts for all three charges. So he's serving or he will serve his sentencing like it'll all happen at the same time. So for every let's say he serves five years, that five years counts for all three sentences. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. It does make sense. So if he gets so he could get sentenced for 20 years for one, 12 years for the other and five years for the third. He's only going to have to serve a maximum of 20 years. Because those other two sentences, the time will have have passed for that. Does that make sense? It's like the time is built in. So if your max is 20 and the other ones are lesser, you're going to end up doing the 20 and you're only going to do the lesser built into that max, which is the 20. So you don't do more than your max. Right. And so like he's not he's not uh, he's yeah, he's facing three charges, but he's not facing uh, consecutive charges. So I wonder, you know, how that's going to play in when uh, people really start to understand that uh, as far as like how other people are sentenced for things where you have somebody who commits a murder or what have you and they get two life sentences. You got to do that back to back. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So I just wonder what you guys thought about that. Man, that's 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 a tough one. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like a tough one to comment on because, you know, how some how some people feel about the whole situation but at the same time you have to i guess accept democracy in the uh, judicial system you know what i'm saying the only person that can change that would be the judge or if the senator or somebody got involved now, i'm not saying it's right or it's wrong but man like uh, it's not really much we can do because of the way the system is built you know what i'm saying yeah no i'm following what you're saying you know i just look at it like if it if if it was somebody else, would would it be the same? Oh, you know, like oh, prop most likely not, bro. One hundred percent. You know, and, and that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, like they got this dude recorded doing this thing. There was an EMT that was like, "Hey, can I at least check his pulse?" And the, the guy was like, "No, get away." Um. Even even one of the officers was like, hey, look, he looks restrained. Like, can we can we do this other thing? And the guy was like, no. So he was consciously making decisions throughout the entire process. You know, like, nope, I don't want to change this. I don't want to change that. Like he was thinking about what he was doing. And other people were saying, like, hey, it's, it's time to make a change in what we're doing right now. And he was still like, nope, this is what I'm doing. But he's going to turn around and get uh, concurrent sentencing. Um, we're in a different situation. I don't I don't think it would be the same. Until you said something, I did not even think that deeply into the, the uh, into it being, you know, concurrent sentences. Um, but I, I hate to say it, but at the end of the day, I mean, people are going to do it and sit down there, compare one thing to another thing. And, hey, you know, some person did this. And they got this. He only did this and he got this. Um, but the unfortunately, the, the sentence has already been given. So it's not like they can renege and give him anything else in lieu of the same crime. Right, 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 right. Right. Um, so I so I do feel there's a lot of people who were excited about justice being served. But obviously, if we look at it from the lens that you just <clears throat> provided us, um, that could make someone 
feel some kind of way because now that that justice or that that feeling of uh, of justice that you had now is kind of tarnished because you say okay well yes if i look into it a little deeper the, these are concurrent so meaning he is not going to you know uh serve the sentence that we thought he was of 12 12 and 20 or however that breakdown was he's not going to serve that whole thing he's only going to serve again like you said the max of the 20 um so so yes but i think unfortunately at this point you know it's it's there it's 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 down there we can't it can't be changed right right but but now do you see that creating another uproar in the public I mean, yes, I believe it, it could create another uproar in the public, yes. But I I, I think there are, t- there are times where we have to say, look, this is what we got. We got to go from here and, and keep, keep pushing. Because even when you bring that up, um, we're talking about this one case, but then there's another case of, and I forget the officer's name, the woman who um, went into this man's apartment and shot him because she missed, and she thought it was her apartment. Instead of his apartment, right? So she she killed this man in his own apartment. But now, um, I guess the 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 only eyewitness is dead, and so now she's trying to appeal the case, right? So so I foresee there's a lot of other things that are going to be coming up that that people are going to have a, a lot of issues with. Um, but we're never going to get it 100 right. We just aren't. And, and and no matter how much we protest and how much we talk. It's not going to be one hundred. It's not going to be one hundred percent to what everyone wants. It's 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 there. Yeah, I just I just wonder, you know, what what everybody else's thoughts on the world. Because then my second question, because my second question would be now, are we just okay? Not that we can change anything. Are we just okay with the prison sentences, or are we thinking, you know, maybe that the death penalty should have been a more reasonable penalty? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and then you got to deal with the states, what the laws are in that state and things like that. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, I just wonder. Yeah, bro, because that 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 starts from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? That goes with from day one on what he was charged with. And then we go from there. And then once all his charges or whatever comes along, and this is just with any person, like if you're charged with, let's say, X, Y, and Z, but that state law says you can do them concurrently or this and that. So that just starts from the beginning. Like if they wanted a better sentence, that comes down to the prosecutor and the district attorney from the original charges. That's where the, that's where it pretty much started from. I just haven't heard, and, and I haven't heard of, but I haven't done a lot of research either in um, cases involving like officer shooting where the officer is now being uh prosecuted vice like just the random individual you know the the non-cop being prosecuted if this whole like concurrent or consecutive sentencing um you know if there's any real difference there you see what i'm saying like like is was it concurrent sentencing because he was an officer you know because uh that could be a question you know like you you go and uh you get behind the wheel of a car while you're intoxicated and and you hit a, a, a family van and you kill four members of the family. You're going to get charged with back to back consecutive sentences for vehicular manslaughter. Right. But here we have an officer who was uh, 
responsible to protect and serve the community, all the, the psychological damage he did to that community and the rest of the nation because this whole thing was filmed. And now he's doing uh, concurrent sentencing. You see what I'm saying? That kind of brings me to something else. So do you think that they consider or take in consideration the fact that he is he was an officer and he is going to jail, a place where he has probably put multiple people? So do you think that his safety is a concern at any point of this concept of um, providing a sentence? And do you think that maybe and I, I wouldn't imagine so, but he would be separated from GP, if we want to call it that. No, he's, he's absolutely going to be separated um, in most in most prisons. There is a sectioned area where police officers and family members of police officers uh, serve their sentencing. And that's based on like like you just said, you know, like how many people did he put in that jail? Um and then also you figure most of the uh, prison systems, all of the facilities in that prison system are run by inmates. So there's an inmate in the records or filing section, right? He can, he can look at anybody's file and see anybody's family members or whatever history you got. And he's going to go report back to Gen Pop. So they, they, they section those, the uh, police officers, family members of police officers and stuff like that in a different area of the jail cell uh, in order to protect them. So he's not going to Gen Pop because if he goes to Gen Pop, okay. um, oh, he can, well, he can yeah, but I, I don't think instantly. Oh, you know, yeah, I mean, nah, I, he ain't going to make it in Gen Pop. Now nah, they're going to let him sit for a couple days. <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah. And then, the you know, it's just, it's just how this thing, it, it continues to carry out because once he winds up in jail, there's, you know, all your different sections in jail. You got all your, uh, you know, your Aryan nation type, you know, white power motivated individuals. You have your uh, black Muslim groups and different, you know, gang type situations. Um, everybody kind of kind of clicks up based off skin tone. Right. So he winds up in, a, in an environment where he's going to get recruited, drafted into that um that white supremacist mindset, and uh, he's going to be a hero if he winds up over there. You know what I mean? I'm about to say I agree with you, bro. Like it just depends, <clears throat> like where they put him, because you know, like if they put in that federal or state, and you know, my man get a part of that Aryan Brotherhood or whatever, yeah, he gonna be straight. So it, I, we just got to see what happens, man. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just know it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a current event, but. Obviously, as of as of recent, you know, a lot more public attention drawn back towards it. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see how the rest of the nation plays out uh, after after the sentence is passed and everything else. You know, yeah, I'm still. Yeah, I just I just hope they read up on it. You know, what I mean, and they just informs like it's a difference between being informed and you, you speak something that you, you you know about instead of just going high to the right and making yourself look stupid because you didn't read up on it and know what was coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. What were you going to say, DB? I'm just, I'm just still in shock, not even about the whole trial thing, but just in shock with we have, you know, a, some sort of video showing and you brought up points about, you know, even the individual saying, yeah, he looks restrained or whatever, whatever. And there's still people out there kind of siding 
the the the, the officer in this instance. Like I just I, I don't I try to play it multiple ways in my head to to kind of see it from that lens, and I just I can't, and I just don't understand how. Not only do you have the individual that was doing the action, but then you have other individuals watching the action, the, the, the action that was taking place and, you know, no sort of like, all right, this is going too far. Let me, let me try to alleviate the situation a little better before it turned into what it actually, what actually ended up happening. Anybody else got anything they want to hit on for a, a quick couple minutes before we roll out? And I think we've been holding, holding pretty strong for about an hour now. Something possibly, you know, loose. More lighthearted, maybe. I'm <laughs> yeah, it, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. No, nah, nah, I'm just, I'm just saying. Vic put us in a tough spot, man. Like it's like, you know what I mean? Like you know, like the country is split. You start commenting on that, everybody like, Ugh, I don't know what to say. Let me throw this filter on. Make sure my camera off. Like, uh, uh-uh. those are true statements. Yeah. Never said yeah. best. Uh, yeah, I did. A, I did have an instance that happened to me actually last night. Uh, I could share <laughs> to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. <laughs> no, nah, I wasn't making breakfast, man. So I'm making babies. Nah, 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 the parents walk them out to the middle of the field. They get announced where they're going for, you know, college, if they, if they are going to college or what are their plans for the future. And then they'll say a little like loving message or whatever. Well, my, uh, my daughter has a, a, a boyfriend and I, my wife has met him. I have not. Mm. Uh, t- to me, to me, it's very, and I, you know, some of y'all might not agree with this, which is fine. But to me, um, that's a very like like meeting the parents is is a big step. You know what I mean? And it yeah, I'm not doing that for no no high school. Right. Love. So right. So so my daughter um, has had a total of three boyfriends in high school, and every time she's wanted me to to meet them, and I I always say you know no, we'll we'll wait if this thing becomes something bigger, whatever. Long and behold, she's on the third one, at least that I know of. And, um, you know, I guess this one's, I guess, the longest relationship. But uh, he was at the event last night. So my, like I said, my wife knows him. So my wife, um, I'm not going to throw his name out there, but she says, what's up, whatever. I didn't even know what the dude looked like. And uh, so I'm like, so she says something and then she's holding my baby the the two-year-old and she's like oh say hi to so-and-so and then my daughter says you know the baby says hi or whatever and my take on that particular instance and i want to get y'all opinion on it but um i yesterday i probably wouldn't have had a problem being introduced to the kid because we were there but that never actually happened right so i saw him but at no point was there ever a you know, either my daughter or the both of them and, you know, formally introducing me to him where I probably would have been like, all right, you know, hey, what's going on, you know, young man or whatever. Hey, you know, uh, nice to meet you or, or, or whatever. And it could have been as short as that. Right. But I didn't get a talking to, but I did get looked at by uh, by my significant other because I I didn't, uh, I guess, take the step. But I don't feel like I was wrong 
when I just saw somebody to be like, hey, what's going on? Like, I shouldn't have made that move. Am I, am I, you, you tracking what I'm saying? And how do y'all feel? And how do y'all feel about that? Like, or should I have been, should I have been like, oh, what's going on, man? How you doing? Nice to finally meet you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that was my. Now, hold up. No, no. Like, you, you, the adult. Like, why you don't go to a kid? Right. That's your presence with your family. He's the one who is not a member of the family. Right. And then if he was a teenage man or and I'm not talking about not no parenting or nothing on his on his behalf, but he should have came and introduced you or your daughter walked him over like he's sweating bullets and y'all shake hands. You know what I mean? Like that that ain't on you. Right. I'd have been pissed. Hundred percent. So 100%. I'll be honest, I wasn't pissed uh that I didn't meet him because I honestly I can really care less. But my thing, my thing was like, I am not going to make that first move. You know what I mean? Like, you're, we're here to celebrate my daughter. And now, if the occasion would arose where like, hey, you know, on some, you with my child came up to me, or even him, like, hey, I'm so and so, blah blah blah. That would have, I think, that would have been different, and I think we would have. Right, but like I said, bro, he's with your family. Right. Yeah. You didn't go to his family. Yeah. So he does like I'm not saying he don't belong, but he's the outsider. He should introduce himself to give the father or the man of the household that warm and fuzzy that he's a good dude and your daughter's in good hands. Right. That's not that's not that's not your place. I think that's standard. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Hey, I just, I just want to make sure because, you know, sometimes. Well, you know what? There's one person still here that's probably compiling all this information and I need to see what his thoughts are on it. Because everyone else pretty much says something. But, uh, Mr. Black, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I would have been irate, uh, slightly irate. Because, like, like everyone said, I'm not going to introduce I'm not gonna introduce myself to you. Who, who the fuck are you? Like, either your daughter, you know, introduces him to you. Or hopefully he has enough upbringing to where someone said, hey, if you've met the mom. I mean, because for me, it's common sense. If you've met her mom and you have a relationship with her and you're talking to this man's baby he literally is talking to your baby daughter saying hey how are you and you're fucking standing there in my mind it would just be awkward for him not to say anything to you okay well that yo, brings bro, a different perspective with me. yo bro because you, you fuck around with me yeah i'm gonna just go high into the right because i'm gonna tell my daughter like you know how the fuck i am what the hell's wrong with both of y'all yeah i think because now y'all <coughs> both tripping because you know how i am so you should have told him right because now, now you're sitting there with the rest of the family and he's interacting with them, but not interacting with you because he was never introduced, but not smart enough to introduce himself. Yeah, like both y'all can fuck out for that. I think it's a two part. Once I heard he came to the baby, I guess I missed that piece about him talking to your child, your smaller child. I was going to say, I mean, at this point, I devil's advocate. I don't disagree with the fact that the kid didn't say anything to you because you've already made it apparent that you don't need to have any interactions to him. So at some point, your daughter, your older daughter, has said to him, like, my dad has no interest in communicating with you on, on any type of level. That conversation has been. No, that- However, upon hearing, oh, I guarantee. No. All right. I don't disagree that, that that conversation hasn't taken place. Right. But I'm saying until. But dude, you, you're not winning any points if you just ignore the dad. You should probably attempt to say, 
hey, sir, nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so or something. So, again, I played devil's ass. Even if he don't say nothing back, at least you tried. Shit. Right, so. Yeah, smack the baby out of his hand. Don't touch my baby. Uh, <laughs> so, I get from your point of view of uh, it, it is not your job to, to introduce yourself to anybody. But that's just in life and with humans in general. Right. If I am somewhere with my mm -hmm. family and you see me at a, a mm -hmm. location, I will give you five whole minutes of my time and then I'm going to need you to go on here to keep right. moving. Like, I don't want to conversate any longer mm -hmm. than that. But if I'm in an environment where I'm somewhere where someone's a gay engagement, uh, ceremony, whatever it is, and yes, as a good human being, it is polite for you to go up and talk to that individual because it's it's something that they're sharing for that moment. So if he was an invite or plus one for an event that she had, he should have known better, uh, known well enough to at least say, you know, hey, how's it going? Or how are you doing? Even with knowing the apprehensions that he probably already has. So I think your reaction to it is great. I don't think the reaction from your significant other is is wrong, but I don't think it helps the situation because at this point you've already made a stance that it is not your job to interact with every person that your daughter brings home, mm -hmm. especially this early in the game and not knowing you know what's going to happen. So I think your reaction was fine. I think the kid just probably felt like awkward as hell and he just didn't know what to say. Right. And I guess, yeah, that, and, and like I said, uh, you know, I didn't obviously say this to my daughter, but I'll probably, it'll probably come up today. Um, but she's legit been wanting me to, to meet this, this individual. And, um, I felt like if there was any opportunity for me to actually, that would have been that, it. That, that, that was probably the best opportunity because, um, there's been times where, uh, like, you know, he comes, picks her up, right? So they can go out or go on a date or whatever, you know? And, um, the first time he came to pick her up, uh, which was like, I don't know, a couple of weeks maybe into their relationship or whatever. And I, you know, I, I, I said no. And I remember uh, specifically my wife was like, why, why don't you want to meet this kid? At least he's being open about, um, about the, you know, the fact that she's seeing somebody and she's not doing it behind her backs. And I said, you know what, you make, you make a great point there, but at least the way I was, the way I was raised I, to my family, they've only met two, uh, two young ladies. One is my wife now. And then, uh, uh, you know, a long-term girlfriend that I had uh, back in the day. But I feel like that's very sacred ground. And that's why I'm sticking to my guns. Yeah. No, no, I don't disagree. Uh, so, I don't disagree with you. It makes sense. What were you going to say, Demarcus? So do you just not answer the door at your house? Like homeboy come over, he picking up your daughter and you just not... I mean, you know how it is nowadays, man. It's a, it's technology. Tech, uh, you know, we all into technology nowadays. So he probably texts her while he's outside and... Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> He's supposed to come to the door and come get her. He's supposed to come to the door. Ain't nobody doing that text message come outside. Hey, I wish, you know, and that's why I wish we lived closer because then we could do like a bad boys or a, a den of thieves type of scenario. Oh, but, Lord, hell yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah. You look damn near 30. Yeah, yeah for real. But. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't, you know, completely in the wrong because sometimes, you know, people could think. Oh, you're not wrong. Um, I I think again now, and like I said, this is the longest uh, relationship she's had. Um, you know, I'm. I guess when initially when this kid came into the picture, uh, the other, I guess being realistic about it, and I guess I came out too strong was, 
the fact that we are we are leaving like we we short time and right now to leave where we're at right now to go to, to go back to the states and be there probably you know permanently i'm assuming and he is not so <laughs> oh so so you just so you just ended the relationship for hey we leaving you you know what i mean like what like like he has the right vibe. That's, he knows that's, what he's that's doing. Why, yeah, that's why you ain't want to meet him. Like, hey, we leaving. You know from day one. And, and, this I said, point, and, I, and yeah, that was the thing. All right, I'm not really. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I said, hey. And, and I said, and I and that was the thing. Yeah, and that's what I said. I said, hey, like, you know, you're going into college. Like, you know, I want you to. Yeah, I want you. I want you to focus on your schooling. But I also know the reality of, you know, what's going to happen in college or what potentially could happen in college. Right. Right. Like, so. I don't feel like this is the dude. Uh, if it is, cool. Maybe somewhere down the line, I'll, I'll meet him. Uh, but I, I just don't. I'm, I'm being a realist about it, you know, especially in our profession. Yeah. This is what it is, man. No, I agree. I ain't trying to meet nobody. I, I told him, I was I like, nobody's good enough, and I don't want to meet I don't him. know what that means. I'm good. All right, so listen. So we, we covered a lot of things. Hit that outro note. I'm trying to. We covered a lot of things. We even got SG on here killing the game. Um... Does anybody got something, any final notes before we wrap it up? I'm just glad we got a chance to all get together, T-Nice. Yeah, hey, man, whatever. I'll take it. Listen to the last one. Y'all kicked my back in. Now I'm like a new member on Instagram, whatever. But it's all cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. You like the Johnny Gill in New Edition. When they lost Bobby Brown, they replaced him with Johnny Gill. That's you. You're going to call me David Ruffin? (laughs) 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 All right, well, whatever. I'll take it. I'll eat it, but I'm back, though. All right, so with that being said, uh, this is Those Heathens over there, and we're closing it out. This is Demarcus Black. This is Diana Dertrand. This is Big Damone. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for coming out, SG. This is DBE. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, I'm going to say bye again, old punk asses. Oh, goddamn. Okay. All right, well. Well, yeah, appreciate it, SG. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate y'all having me.